Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now, here's your special guest host, the content manager for the Business Journal, Jeremy Leidick. What's up, Brainiacs, Brain Gainers? This is Jeremy Leidick, content manager with the Business Journal and host of Brain Gain Navigators. I've got a special episode of the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series for you today. This spring, I got to host a Navigators webinar with Chuck Stout, president of Penex Aluminum Company in Letonia, and the plant's general manager, Mike Lastic. These guys are in the midst of a $58 million expansion at their plant, and they're looking to hire more than 130 people once they hit full capacity next year. That is almost double their current workforce. And they've got openings from entry-level labor positions up to engineering and even some management plenty of opportunity. So how do they get people in the door? Well, they do it with lots of in-house training to get new hires going, then working to retain those employees by being flexible with them and listening to what they're interested in. Pretty novel idea, huh? Let's say you start out in a general labor position, but you don't want to do that anymore. Maybe you want to work in robotics or in the front office PenX offers the additional training to accommodate those folks to keep them happy and working in-house. Chuck and Mike had a lot of great stuff to say, so take a listen and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Brain Gain Navigators. I am your host, Jeremy Leidick. I'm content manager with the Business Journal, and today we're taking another look at manufacturing for our Navigators tours. Our featured tour today is with Penex in Letonia. Penex is a member of the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition and has been extruding and fabricating aluminum products since 1979. With us today are company president Chuck Stout and general manager Mike Lastic. Good evening or good afternoon, guys. Not the evening yet. Thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Yes, thank you. Glad to have you both. So a little later, you're going to hear from Chuck and Mike, uh, who will be ready to answer any questions you have. So be thinking about what you want to ask. But first, what I want to do is play a video of our visit to Penex, where we spoke with some of the employees there and uh, some of the folks work on the shop floor, while others are actually working behind the scenes to keep business moving. Uh, So enjoy the video. I'll see you in just a few minutes and I'll go ahead and fire it up right now. I grew up on the north side of Youngstown and I ran away from home immediately after high school like a number of people. I started on the floor as a packer uh, on midnights. I, on a whim, applied to a job because it was only about 30 minutes from my mom's house. And then I bid back to the PUP department where I was a saw operator uh, and a CNC operator as well. I applied here never thinking I would get the job and somehow I got a phone call and was able to sell myself to this company. And I guess the rest is history. A big part of my job right now is the onboarding. So I schedule um, the orientation for the new hires. I actually handle the recruiting and uh, other talent funnel for the whole company. So that can come from a number of directions. That can come from tech schools, that can come from internships, that can come from just a blanket application. I've been working here for about six weeks now. And I wanted a little bit more of experience in the work world, and I wanted to see how things operated, kind of. And I'm glad that I did because I really enjoyed this kind of work. I was staying in Austin Town, moved to Salem, 
Um, just decided I didn't want to drive to Austin Town. I wanted to see what was out here. Learned a Penex, put in my application, and had an interview. It's great. I like the people that I work with. Good environment to be in. I came from construction basically all my life. This is my first real in-warehouse job, and I'm loving it. It's great. If you're looking at some of our production roles, if you have the right attitude, the great thing about Penex is we can teach you the rest and have so done for a really long time. Now, we would like some friendly people to work with us. I really enjoy the people that I work with. I feel like it's a pretty safe area to work with to try and, you know, watch out for each other all the time. My employers, my bosses, they're great. Um, other places I've worked at didn't have the luck of having nice employers. It's good to know that, you know, we all do our part. Love my employers, the people here, and what I do. Right now, um, we're expanding again. If I continue to ask for more work, they will continue to give it to me. <laughs> we have several um, young women that just got hired recently and they had no manufacturing background. As long as I keep asking for challenges, I keep getting them, then it, it keeps me happy in my current role and it helps me build my own skill set for my own future. So that's my advice, don't be scared and you know, if it's something you're interested in or you think you're interested in, just give it a try. I enjoy that it's never the same. We've done a number of things to make ourselves um, a place where people want to stay. Whenever I see people that, you know, came through our onboarding, kind of like whenever I first took over this job and they're out on the floor and they're thriving right now, that's definitely rewarding for me. Once they are here, we ensure that it's a place they want to work by just asking them. And we've been really lucky that our workforce is, is still happy to be here and we haven't seen a lot of people leave. You know, you see them moving up in the company already in the short amount of time that they've been here. It's always fun when I find out that an individual's life has changed because I was able to help them get a job. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of the Mahoning Valley. For all the participants, now is the time when you can ask questions. Uh, Mike and Chuck are ready for your questions. Um, what you could do is, uh, if you want to actually ask them yourself, uh, you can click the little raise hand icon down at the bottom of the Zoom screen, and I'll turn on your audio so you can ask your question. Or if you prefer, you can just type your question in the Q&A chat box, and I will ask your question for you. And uh, I have a few icebreakers here to kind of get the ball rolling. So I'll go ahead and open the floor uh, to Mike and Chuck. Uh, what are some of the benefits of pursuing a career in manufacturing? 
I could, uh, I could start off Jeremy. So, you know, I've been doing this 28 years, uh, you know, some of the benefits I've had, you know, I've, I've worked quite a bit in the automotive industry, um, a couple other industries, and then came to Penex and I've been here for about six years now, but you know, you get to, you get to make things and you get to see things being produced and made. And then those things going out into the world, um, as well. So it's exciting to see that, you know, one of the other things that, that I've been able to do over my career uh, in time, and, and it's a global world now, I've been able to do quite a bit of traveling, you know, just seeing different things, seeing different plants, different experiences, you know, not only throughout the country, but throughout the world. So, you know, you get a broad experience in manufacturing and, and, and you know, right now it's a global uh, economy and, and, you know, the pandemic has set that back a little bit with the travel, but, you know, really, uh, there's a lot of experiences out there should you choose to get into this line of work. Um, you know, where we're at now in Penex, you know, we are in the automotive world. And again, we're making a lot of exciting products uh, that you're going to be able to see be produced in, in, in a different vehicle. So uh, just being able to make things in the different the different areas you're able to go is, is very exciting. I think the one of the cool things uh, for people when they get into manufacturing, especially if they've never been in in the manufacturing world before, is to make a product and then see your product actually out in the real world. You know, when, when you're supplying into vehicles or you're supplying into, you know, trucks or trailers or those kind of things, and you're driving down the road and you see one, say, hey, you know, we make parts for that. And that's pretty cool. And, uh, and, and it gives you a sense of pride. And, you know, the things that we do are not, uh, you know, in the commodity side of the, of the world. We, we do things that are very, very technical, very precise. Uh, so it's, it's a challenge. But it also uh, is really cool when you see it. Uh, you know, when we did our open house, we had some of the uh, uh, sample vehicles that, uh, that we supply into. And it's kind of neat to actually look at the vehicle and we can show you where the part goes. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Right on. So give us uh, an idea. What are some of the things uh, that Penex produces? Um, maybe what are some uh, cool, interesting new products uh, that you're working on now or projects that you're working on now? Um, really where we play, uh, heavily here in Latonia is in the automotive sector, like Mike said. And what we do is, you know, some of the components that we deal with are in the crash management. Uh, so, you know, in the event that you have a rear end collision or you have a front quarter panel collision, uh, we have products that are there to absorb the energy or to deflect the energy, uh, away from the vehicle and protect the, the, the people inside. The other is, you know, the, the cool, side of automotive these days and the growing uh, market in uh, automotive is electric vehicles. And uh, we play very heavily. Uh, we go back to uh, the, the first electric vehicle that was really available to people, uh, you know, it took a while to get up there, but, and we, you know, we were part of the, the team that helped design uh, those first electric vehicles. And we continue to be uh, on the forefront in that industry right now. Wow. Right here in Ohio. Right here. So uh, tell me a little bit about someone working at Penex. Uh, take me through their day-to-day -day. Uh, from punch in to punch out. Uh, what can their day entail? Uh, yeah, good question, Jeremy. So, you know, the, the, the operators come into the building. We've got a couple different areas, right? So we have our extrusion presses. We have our PEP area. We have quality. So there's many opportunities uh, within the facility. You know, all of them are going to be a little bit different, but really when we come in, 
uh, you go to your station and we have basically our, our beginning of shift talk, right? So you wanna go over obviously the safety aspect. What have you learned? Making sure you know that the people are working safely. And then we go through our, our some of our metrics and then and this, this is in all areas. And then we talk about what we're gonna do for the day. You know, then the operators would go to their various stations throughout the plant uh, and they would begin their jobs, uh, you know, starting off the day, working with, with the different groups, working with the different people, you know, then they go on breaks, lunch, and then, you know, back to the areas that, that they need to, to produce, you know, the, the people are flexible, you know, they may not always be in the same area or the same job every day. Um, you know, we move them around and we do a lot of cross training to make sure that we have that flexibility and they're, they're doing some different things uh, to keep them active as well. But, um, you know, a lot of focus on the safety, a lot of focus on the productivity. And then obviously we have a lot of focus on the employees well-being, you know, making sure they're doing well and interacting with, with their, their peers in, in the supervision as well. Okay. And for an entry-level position, um, what's your average starting salary uh, for someone just coming in? What can they expect to make? That's kind of a, a loaded question because it depends on what job they're coming into. Right. Um, if you look at our uh, lowest uh, manual labor position, you know, someone coming in, zero experience, um, mm-hmm. and it's the absolute entry level, it's, I, I believe it's around 13, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we've got openings all the way up to engineering positions, uh, management positions that are open because of our growth right now. So uh, it's it's a pretty wide range. And uh you know, what I always tell people is if you always want to make more money, you got to take on more responsibility. And there's lots of opportunities, just like that was in the video. We're constantly, uh, you know, growing and people are moving up in the organization. If that's what you want to do, it's, it's available to you. Yeah, we saw uh, a number of uh, folks, uh, not just uh, folks working on the shop floor, but uh, individuals in the back room as well, you know, uh, working in the office. Uh you know, I think that might be maybe, I don't know if, if people think about those jobs so much, whenever they think of manufacturing work, they might not necessarily be thinking about, uh, you know, the HR positions and the IT positions and, and the ones who are in the back there, uh, you know, kind of keeping business flowing. Um, uh, what, what type of employees do you look for? Um, I guess on both ends, what, what are some of the qualities both on the shop floor, but then also in the back? You know, I think a lot of the qualities are the same. Um, when we look at it, uh, and, and we actually say it a lot, and I think we even said it in, in the video a little bit, is, you know, attitude is what matters for us, right? You got to come in with the right attitude, uh, and you have to have an aptitude, you know, to be able to learn things, because we can teach you anything else that you need to learn. Um, obviously, if you come in for a professional position, whether it be engineering or something like that, you have to come in with uh, some requisite skill sets. But if you want to come in, you want to learn how to uh, you know, operate any piece of equipment that we have here. We can teach you that as long as you come with the right attitude. We have uh, what we refer to as a dual bottom line philosophy. The welfare of our employees, we weigh equally with the profitability of our company. So we make sure that we take care of our people, that people take care of each other. Um, and our ultimate goal, obviously, is you know, to be a profitable business. And uh, we do that by taking care of each other and taking care of our customers. Got you. Uh, so one of our uh, attendees asked the question, uh, Heather Anderson wants to know if most people work alone or do they work in teams at your company? 
Uh, you know, the, another good question. You know, it varies. Uh, you know, sometimes on the press operation, depending on what you're doing, you may be, uh, but it, and it's never really alone, right? You may have a stationary job, but you'll have interaction with your team members uh, throughout the day. Um, you know, and, and then as you move up and as you, you you do some different things, you know, we have a lot of, you mentioned it, you know, some different areas, quality rules, right? So we have, we have a quality lab where we have some different people work in there and collaborate uh, and work together and, and operate a lot of uh, different equipment to make sure that the product is, uh, is sufficient, you know, in, in their PEP area, in our fabrication area. Um, there's a lot of interaction with, with a lot of the different people, the, the, uh, you know, you may run a cell, uh, but you're going to get uh, some interaction with with the supervisors, the other, you know, your other team members uh, come over to help you if you need it. So, you know, there are some individual positions as you're working, but you're never really alone uh, just because of the interaction and, and the way people go around and, and, and really work together and, and provide that teamwork. Got you. And uh as as far as hours go, uh, what what type of hours would an individual can an individual expect to work? And are you strictly working Monday to Friday? Or are you working on the weekend too? Uh, we do work on the weekends as needed uh, in the different areas. And you know, we have right now we have three shifts that work eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. And uh, you know, we will work on on a Saturday or potentially work some some overtime during the week as needed. Uh, to get things done. And again, it varies a little bit by which area and uh, the presses, the PEP area based on schedules. Uh, you know, we, we do explore, um, you know, potentially going to some different schedules as needed as volume increases and what that would look like. But for right now, we are looking at, uh, you know, we, we, we do the traditional three shifts, five days with uh, Saturday, uh, Saturdays when required. All right. And uh, so we're talking, obviously, uh, the, to, to school students. I mean, this is uh, intended for school students. Uh, what kind of classes, what kind of subjects lend themselves the most uh, to the type of work that's being done at PennX? And then also, would a trade school, maybe an education at a trade school, uh, help put someone on a path to getting a job at PennX? Yes, a trade school would be uh, an excellent way to go. Uh, you know, obviously any type of mathematical uh, type courses are very helpful, but, you know, not like Chuck had mentioned before, not totally necessary, right? If you are a, a dedicated worker and you're going to be uh, someone we think that would uh, be valuable to us, we could teach you what you what you need to learn out there in, in all the areas, you know, we've had people come in in a packing operation and they've, they've learned enough that they've gone into the quality world and uh, ran some of the equipment in there. So, you know, we have the ability to teach you uh, quite a bit and what you need. And one of the other areas we haven't mentioned is, is the skilled trades and maintenance uh, group, which is extensive here as well. Um, but really to answer your questions, yes, the, 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 the trade schools are great. Um, you know, the, the mathematical courses, uh, making sure you can do some of the basic math and then really, you know, uh, you know, making sure you're getting through the courses in, in your schooling. And once you get in, you know, we'll help you get to where you want to be. Yeah. I'd add a little bit to that, which is, mm -hmm. um, it's really the attitude, uh, like I said earlier, that matters the most. And if you're willing to learn, because we have some examples and I'll, I'll give you one example without giving a name is, 
uh, individual came in, you know, as a starting level position, had the desire to learn um, and did a lot of the, the learning on their own. Every, you know, every spare moment they had in the facility, they were trying to learn new things, especially around the CNCs. We saw this, we saw that drive and uh, his desire to grow. So we actually sent him to school um, and he went and he got some CNC training. Uh, next thing you know, he steps into a technical role. Um, again, continued to learn, continue to expand his knowledge base outside of CNCs. He wanted to learn about robots and those kind of things. And uh, what I can say now is in the five years that he's been here, he's moved from entry level to a cell operator to a technical role. And now he's one of our supervisors. Got you. Now you threw out some, uh, some industry jargon there that maybe not all the students are familiar with CNC uh, robotics. Everyone knows robotics. Uh, that's my favorite part of your plant, but um, could you explain sort of what, what's, what's CNC all about? Cause I think maybe when it comes to manufacturing, you know, a lot of folks have this perception in their mind that it's, it's, it's dark and it's dirty and it's dangerous um, but tell me what, what is CNC? Uh, tell me about the robotics. Uh, I guess, uh, just respond to that perception, uh, and, and the type of very technical technological equipment that you're using. Yeah. So, so basically what a CNC is, is we'll take a, a, a piece of metal and, and what the CNC will do is it's a program, um, whether it's doing milling, whether it's doing turning, different types of, of equipment, but it's programmed and it's repetitive. So it's going to be doing the same thing over and over. And we'll take a piece of, of, of aluminum that we've extruded and we will remove metal uh, with different types of machining tools, whether we're drilling holes, we're tapping holes, uh, whether we're cutting slots, those kind of things. And it's all done inside a piece of equipment that we've programmed. And uh, the really cool part about it is, you know, the, the technology with the CNC machines today, it's not just one axis. You're going up and down, poking holes, and you got to, you know, go in and turn the, the part. Uh, now we have long bed, five axis CNC. So, you know, the tools are, are going at different angles and the, the pieces are being moved. It's really cool. It's, it's high technology. Uh, it's a lot of programming that goes involved with it. So we have people who do the programs, but then we also have people who, who operate the uh, equipment itself, and then also who can do changeovers and those kind of things. So it's, it's, uh, it's not uh, as most people remember what manufacturing was, you know, the dark, the hot, the, you know, the dank environment. Um, it's, it's nice and bright in here. I won't tell you that it doesn't get hot and it doesn't get a little bit cool uh, because it's not, it's not air conditioned. Uh, we, uh, but it is, it is, you know, it's a, it's a nice environment to work in. It's nice and bright. Uh, it's clean. Um, and it's a very safe environment. And that's the key that people need to take away. It's not uh, some of the manufacturing that you saw uh, years ago. It is a very safe environment. Um, and anyone that comes through this facility, that's one of the things they walk away with. One is how clean the environment is and also how safe it is, um, you know, to get to one of our robots or to get to some of our moving equipment. Uh, you have to uh, you have to go through some pretty, pretty extensive safety protocols to get in. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned internship opportunities uh, within the company. How, how old do you need to be to actually uh, get an internship? Well, that's something we're actually working on, too, because there's a new program in the state of Ohio, which would allow us to um, 
do internships with 16, 17 year olds. So uh, currently uh, we have done internships with 18, uh, but we are in the, the process of going through the program to be able to do 16 and 17 year olds. Very cool. Um, so when you both were starting out your uh, career, uh, what's the one thing that you wish someone would have told you about it in the beginning? Oh, good question, Jeremy. So, you know, I, I think it is the, uh, you know, when I started out, probably one of the best things that, that happened to me when I started in my career is uh, I started out as a manufacturing supervisor. Um, and you really got to understand what the, um, you know, what the environment's like, you know, building the product, what are the trials and tribulations, of the people working on the floor. Um, so, you know, when you say, okay, what did you, what did you wish they would have told you then? I think, you know, having that learning experience from the very beginning was enough of a education that I kind of understood of what I wanted to do going forward um, and continuing to, to, to work in manufacturing and uh, make my career there. So, um, you know, starting out and, you know, working with the people on the floor, I think was a big educator uh, for me, you know, going through my career and getting to where I am right now. So, you know, that's the most important. And that's what we're working with, you know, trying to get, you know, new employees out there to, you know, staff the, the staff the area. And, and we have a lot of good supervisors out there that are that are going through the same thing. I, I'd say my path was a, a lot different than Mike's. I spent uh, right out of high school. I spent my first 10 years in the military. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got out, my first job into manufacturing was on the engineering side of things. So. What, what I would tell people, and, I, and when people ask me this question uh, other times, what I tell them is, don't feel that you actually know what you want to do, because uh, most of the time you don't. Uh, you try things, you learn, and uh, you adapt. And what I always uh, direct people to is find out what it is you love and do that. Um, don't do something because someone else says you ought to do it or hey, you're really good at math, you ought to be an engineer. If, if you're really good at math and, and you go the engineering path, but you're miserable, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be a fulfilling uh, life for you going down that path. You know, from a, from a professional standpoint is find what you love and then go down that path. You know, and, and, it, and it could be manufacturing out there, you know, running robots and uh, running CNC machines and those kind of things. Or you could decide, hey, you know, I like teaching, so I want to be, uh, you know, like a training coordinator uh, within manufacturing. Or, you know, I like to, to fix things, so I want to go the maintenance route. There's, there's just so many different paths you can take. And don't be afri afraid to change your mind once you've tried a few things and say, you know, I kind of like this, but I don't like that. So I want to go down this path. So learn from everything that you do and then be, you know, don't be afraid to change. And don't be afraid to take risks. Uh, I mean, I, I think that uh, it seems that there is no such thing as a perfect job for a perfect, you know, you can't really fit a, a person into a job anymore, right? Because uh, we saw Taylor, uh, she's on the floor. She's been there for what, the, well, probably longer than six weeks now uh, since we met her. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know there's a number of young ladies uh, uh, watching right now and will watch the video 
uh, later on on demand that and they will see that manufacturing is not just for the guys uh plenty of, of young ladies uh uh, enter the field and, and can be very successful. What, what are you guys seeing uh, as far as maybe changing demographics? Uh, do, you, do you see uh, more women taking up these jobs? Absolutely. And, and what I would say is we had this discussion just the other day in-house. I, I cannot honestly see one job in this facility mm-hmm. that a female can, can't do um, because of the advancements we have in you know, lifting technologies and robotics and those kind of things, you know, with some of the automation we have, there's really no job that that uh, a female can't come in and do. Now, there's going to be some they're going to look at and say, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> frankly, there's a lot of guys that look at it and say, I don't want to do that. It's it's just a matter of, you know, you got to get past the intimidation. And and this isn't just speaking to to the women out there. But everyone looks at manufacturing and, you know, through their own lenses. And a lot of times it's perception. And a lot of times when you come in and you see the size of some of the equipment we have, it can be intimidating. And uh, you just got to get past that and, you know, get to the point where you get inside the building, you start to see the equipment. And, you know, we, we are very thorough in how we train and make sure that we get you comfortable where you are before we're going to release you. You're just not going to come in and we're going to throw you on a on a, uh, on a piece of equipment, uh, you know, your first week is, is an orientation. You're not even out there actually uh, in the production area. We're, we're getting you acclimated to the organization, to the company, um, and, and to the facility itself. Then we will get you out there, pair you up with someone who's very seasoned, uh, and, and will train you on your specific job that you're going to be doing. You go to the next job, we're going to train you on that. So, you know, you got to get past that intimidation piece of it uh, because it can be daunting when you come in if you've never seen an environment like this. Uh, but we'll 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 train you, we'll take care of you, and uh, and and bring you into the family. And just just to reiterate on Chuck's earlier point though too, you know once you come in, you know we have multiple jobs, and again you may not know what you want to do, and you're going to come in and and you're going to have a position, but. You know, once you understand the facility and you, you you see a little bit more, you may decide, I want to be a press operator. I want to be a stretcher operator. I want to be a quality inspector. I want to go into the maintenance department. I want to go into supervision. So, you know, when you come in here uh, and, and, you, and you do good work and, and you learn, there's multiple opportunities for what you may perceive once you start understanding these things that you would like to do better. And, and as those openings come up, you know, we have people bid on them all the time. And, you know, we we promote a lot from within. And there's a lot of opportunity once you get in the door. Very good. So, uh, Chuck, you mentioned that uh, every once in a while you get a worker who says, I don't want to do that. Uh, From both of your perspective, uh, maybe what's the thing you like least about manufacturing? And uh, what's the thing you like most? I would say what I like most um, is you get to make some, mm-hmm. right? It's one of the, the few um, professions where at the end of the day, every day, you can look at it and say, hey, I accomplished something, I made something, and this is going to you know, either make someone's life easier, it's going to improve you know, someone's uh, ability to do something in their lives. Um, so that's, that's really cool. And then the other side of that is I really like uh, a lot of the things that we do from a people side, 
of things. Mm-hmm. You know, what we are able to provide, you know, people from a livelihood standpoint, uh, you know, we have 170 some people in this building. That's 170 some families that we're helping take mm-hmm. care of. You know, they're able to provide for their families. It's, it's just a really good feeling. And, and, you know, everybody goes through different things throughout their life. So, you know, being a family owned business, it's really good that, you know, we, we take care of our people. And, you know, someone goes through a challenging time, we're there to help them. And, uh, you know, our, our, our team members take care of each other. So it's, it's a really great feeling to do that. And you don't always get that in, in other organizations. So it's nice. Um, as far as what I don't like is, um, you know, occasionally you get people who come in and uh, it's, uh, it's more about, uh, you know, just a paycheck type of uh, attitude um, and, and it really kind of drags on the entire team at times. I will tell you that those are the ty- types of people that don't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're coming in, you're looking for a career, you're looking to learn, you're looking to advance. Um, this is the place for you. If you're coming in just to make a paycheck, you probably won't last long. You know, I, I would say, you know, throughout the time here, you know, I've, I've made great, great friends and, and we have great people. You know, probably the biggest thing I like is walking out and talking to the folks uh, you know, just in general, not all the time about, you know, hey, are you working here? How's the production? You know, I'll go out to many of the employees and have, you know, uh, discussions with them. Hey, how are you doing? We talk and and just the interaction with 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 the people. And I've got a lot of great friends here uh, and a lot of great relationships I've developed with the people over the years. So so that's a great thing. And then, you know, on on the, on the things that you don't like so much and Chuck may have touched on a little bit, you know, sometimes things don't work out. Uh, with some employees and, and, and those are tough times and, and some tough things to deal with, but you know, that happens, but you know, just the, the friends and the relationships I've made with all the employees and all the different uh, levels of, of the organization is, is probably number one, I would have to say. Gotcha. Very good. So uh, I know this uh, particular plant that we toured is out in Letonia um, and you are a locally owned company, uh, correct? Um, our parent company is actually out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. So based on Missouri. Okay. And how many, how many plants are there uh, in the, in the Penex family? Uh, within the extrusion side of the business, there's three. We have a facility in uh, Wellsville, Pennsylvania, York, Pennsylvania, and then this one here in Latonia. And then on our casting side, we have a plant in Greenville, Pennsylvania, and also one in Wellsville, Pennsylvania. So that's the Penex side. And then uh, Metal Exchange Corporation is our parent company. And they, we have facilities in, uh, in uh, Moulton, Alabama. And we have one in Kentucky and one up in Michigan. And then our corporate headquarters and our trading office is in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And then we have trading facilities uh, across the globe. Very good. Uh, so another question uh, kind of along those lines then is who are you supplying your products to? I'm sure you can't name names uh, as far as companies go, but uh, it sounds like you're, you're supplying globally. Most of what we supply is in North America. Um, the companies that we supply are global. Um, so if you can, you can almost uh, pick any major automotive company and ultimately our products are going into some of their vehicles. We try to focus on trucks and SUVs and electric vehicles. So 
you can think of the uh, biggest truck manufacturers and SUV manufacturers, and uh, you will find our parts there. Got you. What, uh, what gets you guys most excited about the company's future? Um, the most exciting thing is our growth. We are growing, uh, I wouldn't say at an exponential rate, but it feels like it at times. Um, just over the, the next um, 18 months, we will double our, uh, well, we, we hope to double uh, the number of employees that we have in this facility. Um, we have, I've been with the company five years. And in that five years, we had just completed an expansion um, that added an, another press and then uh, added some of our fabrication capability. And then uh, two years ago, we just added another build onto the building, another 116,000 square feet. And uh, over the next 18 months, we're filling that 116,000 square feet with all new equipment. Uh, most of it's machining and robotics and things like that. So it, it's exciting. We're growing. It's, uh, it's challenging. It's, it gets a little bit stressful at times, but it is, uh, it's really exciting. because You don't get to see growth like this uh, very often. Plenty of opportunity for jobs and advancement later down the road, huh? Absolutely. We, uh, we have, uh, I think, uh, 40 or 50 openings right now. So we are trying to hire as, as, as fast as we can. Uh, the demand is there. And uh, as you know, was, was mentioned earlier, as we bring new people in and as we grow, you know, it opens up positions at higher levels and people are able to, to work their way up. Got you. So since you both have been in manufacturing uh, for as long as you have, what's maybe something that has surprised you about the career, either uh, maybe the path uh, that you each took or maybe just something in the industry in general, uh, something that kind of caught you off guard? I've, uh, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to be on, you know, in a couple different areas. Like, like you said, it started out in manufacturing, um, moved into quality, uh, back and forth to manufacturing. But, um, you know, some of the surprising things I mentioned a little bit was the ability to, uh, which was one of the things I enjoyed the most was the ability to travel and, and try some different things and see some different um, uh, areas. And I, I didn't realize how vast that would be, um, especially with the, you know, the, the, the global markets, right? So, you know, it was exciting when you look back at your career and say, man, I was able to go to you know, all these all these areas. And then we even do some traveling a little bit now with Penex as well. So, you know, you get to see see other, other manufacturing facilities, see other areas, meet other people, and just interact with the different teams, uh, which was, you know, when I look back and, and say, man, that was pretty exciting to be able to do that. I'd say from my perspective, some of the most exciting things that I've seen and, uh, you know, it's it, at times it's been a little bit surprising is just the advancement of technology. Um, when you look at the, the level of automation, the level of robotics that we have today uh, compared to when I started in manufacturing, it's, you know, it's a night and day difference. Um, you know, I don't want to age myself too much, but uh you know, smartphones didn't exist when I started manufacturing. So, you know, that that's the kind of, of change we've seen uh, in the manufacturing world, too. It's just that level of technology. And 
you don't see the old, you know, mechanical systems like you used to now, you know, everything's PLC controlled, everything, you know, has some type of controller. Um, and then just the ability and, and, and the flexibility that we have, you know, with some of our automation to be able to switch from doing one thing to another, you know, the, it's, it is, it is exciting to watch and, uh, a little bit challenging at times, but it's uh, it, it's night and day difference from from what it was, you know, just twenty years ago. For sure. How does someone apply for a job at Penex? Uh, they can go to our website. That's one way to do it. Um, and I think that's that's probably the best way, isn't it, Mike? Yeah, you could walk in the door though too if you want to. We have a computer right in the lobby, and you can sign up yeah. right there. And you know what, if, if we've got the people available, we'll, we'll interview you on site if, you, if that's something you're interested in doing as a walk-in. But yeah, go to our website, you know, take a look at all the openings. But if you have questions or comments, just come, come right into the, into the plant and we'll help you out there as well. And uh, recruitment is one half of it, but then also retaining employees is another half of it. What are some of the uh, things that Penex does to, as you've said uh, earlier today, uh, keeping folks happy and, and, and keeping them working and, and giving them opportunities to move up. What are, what are some of the uh, methods that Penex retains its employees? You know, a, a couple of things, Jeremy, you know, one of the things we really try and do, and this is, um, it's, it's close to home for, for, we just had an event yesterday, I'll tell you about, but, you know, one of the big things is communication though. Um, it's been a little bit more difficult with the pandemic and not being able to get, get the groups around as much and uh, getting in, in large groups. But one of the things we had done was, you know, we have, we have communication huddles, uh, you know, and it was typically once a month. We would give, give, get everybody together, come up to the conference room uh, in one, you know, two groups, separate them out, and we just go through the metrics. How are we doing? How's the company doing? How's your, your individual area going? You know, to make sure that we're communicating with them and they understand how the company is performing on all levels, uh, inform them about safety, inform them about quality, um, and just go through that. You know, we, we've, we've scaled that back a little bit now and we're doing it quarterly only because, you know, it was a little more difficult for the past year to get them together, but we still try and do that. So, you know, one of the main things is, is communication and making sure they know what's going on with the company. Uh, every step of the way. And then we have employee events. So yesterday we just had an employee appreciation event. So, you know, we had pizza, chips, uh, pop for the groups, you know, all shifts were able to, to come in at the different times. And we got that for them. You know, we got them all new shirts. We get them shirts every year just so they have uh, new shirts to wear. They got a tumbler um, and, and, the, and the different activities like that. You know, we were cel celebrating as well a safety milestone uh, that we hit. So we tried to to have something around that, but really it's the communication and showing the appreciation to keep them, uh, the, the, to know that we, we really do appreciate what they do for us out there each and every day. Yeah, I, I would build on that a little bit. And that is, I, I think one of the, the, the best things that we do um, across the company is we listen. Um, we, we do an, uh, an annual survey of our employees, asking them questions about, you know, what are we doing right? Where can we get better? Those kind of things. And then we take that and we actually develop uh, an action plan around it where we can make improvements. Uh, we also have a very active program where if an employee sees uh, an opportunity for improvement, we call it a continuous improvement card. 
and they'll put in the idea and say, hey, you know, we can you know, change this on, on this cell or whatever we want to do. And then we take those and uh, without seeing names, we'll actually select what was the best idea for the month. And then, you know, they get some some recognition for that. We actually have like a little wall of fame where people are selected each month. But the key part of that really is not just that they get a little bit of swag and a shirt and a picture. It's that they came up with an idea and we implement it. Um, and not everybody wins that award every month, but we continue to get all of these ideas on how do we get better. And, and when you can turn that around and they can see that we're implementing their ideas and we're making uh, the environment even better, you know, improving the process, improving their, their job, you know, I, that's, that's one of the best things you can do is listen to people and, uh, and act. And if we see something that we can't implement or it's just not uh, the best process to, to move forward with, we come back to them and we tell them why. Very cool. Well, that answers all the questions that are on my board and on my cheat sheet. Uh, any final thoughts, any parting advice or parting wisdom for the students? And I appreciate the time. Thank you very much for, for letting us uh, do this. It's been fantastic. But, you know, and Chuck mentioned it a little bit too, you know, think about what you want to do. Um, you know, don't be intimidated and, you know, please come and see what we're all about. And, you know, if, if this is something you want to do, you know, we'll take you around. Part of the interview process is we take you around, we show you what's going on. But um, it, it is a great opportunity. Manufacturing is a great uh, place, place to be, a good space to be in. Uh, we've been doing it for quite a number of years. And, you know, Penix Aluminum is also a, a great environment. I mean, there's not too many places that expanded twice in the past five years like we have. So it's exciting times and exciting product uh, lines as well that we have to offer. So, um, you know, come and take a look at it if, you, if, 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 it's, if it's interesting and, and we'll show you what it's all about. So thank you. Great. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to thank everybody for their time. Uh, it is uh, it is exciting times for us. Uh, we are looking for uh, for new team members. So if it is something that piques your interest, absolutely come come pay us a visit, and uh, you know we'll we'll be happy to host you. And there you have it. I want to thank our Brain Gain sponsors, Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health, as well as our many Brain Gain Coalition members. Be sure to check out all of our Brain Gain content at businessjournaldaily.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Jeremy Lydic, and I'll see you next time.